The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. This is the Animation Conversation Weekly Podcast for November 19th, 2009, show number 31, coming f- coming to you from the International <laughs> Animation Space Station. I'm Andal Saksev. And podcasting from Bugs Bunny's Wabbit Hole, my name is Martin Overly. Probably the worst, world's worst <laughs> Bugs Bunny mutation, sorry. <laughs> and we will be guiding you through the show. This week, as every week, we update you on animation news from around the globe. We'll uh, give you a summary of the animation festival in Fredrikstad. Oh, and uh, I almost forgot. Uh, we have a, we got an interview with uh, Ralph Eggleston. Yes, the Ralph Eggleston from um, the animation company. And by that, yes, I do mean Pixar. And also this week's classic movie review is Ralph Bakshi's Coonskin from 1975. But first, here's this week's animation conversation news. So over at one of our uh, favorite websites, Slash Film, yet again, <clears throat> we can read that Disney's pushing up for not only just the uh, best animated feature animated feature category, but also best feature. Uh, and this is always this is an issue that's always uh, gets a bit of controversy among animators, and uh, uh, it's also one that I'm, I haven't really decided on which side of the fence I'm on because you can there's I know there's two arguments to this. There's one that, uh, or at least one argument to this that. There shouldn't really be a, a best animated feature category. There should be uh, best feature, and if it's a, does, it shouldn't matter if it's an animated movie or not. If it's good, it's good, and I kind of agree with that. It's uh, I don't really see the reason for there to particularly be an animated feature category, but I also see there's a good thing about there actually being a, a, a an animated a best uh, award for best animated feature category, and that it gets more. Um, uh, attention around the animated movies, which which is good, and it's it's good for the business. But um, it's blurring out differences because there's so many visual effects movies out where you're just kind of like, well, there's half of its effects, half of its uh, real life acting. I mean, wh- where do you kind of draw the line? I know they they've it's drawn at around seventy percent or something, but it's uh, I to be honest, I don't really see why there should be a different category. I think it's in one way it's demeaning for animated movies because it's 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 in one way it's telling well uh you're not as good as a best feature uh, well it, it's not as good your movie is not as good as a best feature nomination and uh i think it's a shame that it's not competing on the same same level as uh feature movies well it's it, it's a different visual approach but it, it's still it's um yeah, you're still it's you're basically telling a story and yeah but a lot of the movies would probably be categorized as as kids movies uh instead of grown-up movies and i i, I tend to think that uh, that animated movies are somewhere in between uh, kids movies and grown-up movies uh, it's it's 
Yeah, it's a different medium. So, so it speaks to um, a wider group. I don't think that's... I, I actually disagree with you on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, talk more about this uh, when uh, the Oscar um, nominees are... <laughs> Well, it's going to be really interesting to see if, if, if Elp actually gets into the best feature category. And, and what, yeah. what happens then? Will they leave it out of the best animated feature category? Or can it be in both? Yeah, the, the, this is going to be a headache for everyone. Let's move on to something uh, more interesting for the time being. <laughs> you uh, think? The, <laughs> the Vincer McKay Award recipients. That's, oh, you made it. Nice. Yeah, that's that's uh, far away from any Norwegian that's, words. It's uh, a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, it was announced this weekend, I think. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's sort of a lifetime achievement award for uh, animators and animation uh, producers and writers. And um, and this this year, they Drum roll. decided on Tim Burton, Bruce Tim. If you don't know him, he did a bunch of work for... Uh, Ralph Bakshi and um, um, Marvel or DC, ah. DC Comics. Yeah. So he has done a bunch of uh, Superman movies and stuff like that. Uh, and the last one, Jeffrey Katzenberg, your favorite. Everyone, everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so what well, you got to give him some credit, you know. What are your reactions? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, it's I mean, good, it good for them. It doesn't really mean anything uh, to us, but, you know, a lot of great people has received this uh, award uh, through the years. I think it's it's good they pay respect to uh, people that have uh, put the animation, uh, put animation out there to people, and uh, and these guys certainly have, so... Yeah. Um, and this is pretty much the animation award. It's... Uh, so it's basically the animators' Oscars. Just uh, only that it's, it's not... Um, comparable to the Oscar because the Oscars are about specific movies this is about you know the people behind the scenes <laughs> all right on to other other well what well, kind of news uh everyone knows that I'm a commercial animation Disney Pixar whore and again yet again over at Slash Film uh, I do actually check that website quite often, and there, well, there's an interesting article, uh, or they mentioned that over at um, Jeff Goldsmith's Creative Screenwriting Podcast, um, which is great. There's a there's an interview with Pete Doctor, and he talks about uh, which I find really fascinating, and uh, I urge people to check this out. Well, he basically talks about the story of how they got from the original idea of Monsters Inc. Uh, and to the one that we actually see on screen. And uh, to be honest, I was really surprised that that it's it's that different, or the movie and the movie story is that different from the original pitch. And uh, it's actually quite oh. a, an interesting listen. So uh, I, everyone should check out um, that podcast because it's really good. Yeah, and it's a bunch of other interviews with uh, other people, even some other Pixar guys. I think recently. And uh, fitting in with uh, today's uh, movie, Coonskin, uh, there's a great interview with Ralph uh, Bakshi on um, the Full Circle Stuff uh, blog. Uh, this is, uh, there's a guy, his name is uh, Jason Anders, he did the interview, and uh, uh, Ralph Bakshi is a really interesting guy to listen to, and I, um, and I read the parts of this interview, I'm not quite through it yet, but uh, it's really great, so 
You should that, check out the show notes because we put the, the link to the, yeah. the interview there. And you should also check out the, the Comic-Con 08. Um, there's, a, there's a little clip on YouTube with uh, Ralph Bakshi where, where he talks about how you should uh, go out and make your own movie. It's really, really inspiring stuff. Uh, so we can try and find that link too and put it in the show notes. That would be great. It's actually, I really want to check that out because it sounds, it's uh, right up my alley. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, some really cool things happened in Norway last week. There was uh, an animation festival in Fredrikstad. We talked about that on last week's podcast. Um, And uh, I had such a blast. Uh, I was so tired on Sunday. (laughs) It was, uh, there was a lot of things to see. Yeah, well, for yeah, obvious <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Uh, there was lots of great movies, lots of great seminars, lots of great people there, and it's uh, it was really great to hang out. Um, so, what what are some you because you were there too, Alan? So, what what were you, some of your highlights from the 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 seminar or from the festival? Sorry. Uh, well, there was quite a few highlights. Um, I uh, really enjoyed the the talk uh, that uh, the director of uh, Metropia did. Uh, what was his yeah, name? Tarek. Tarek Saleh. Tarek. Saleh. Yeah. He, he seemed like a, like a really bright bright guy, and he had a lot of thoughts behind uh, every step of the process uh, making this movie. And also, what was interesting about that was that it's it's not your typical. Uh, he has he has a very different approach to the movies and his yeah. arguments for putting in the different um, elements of the story. And that was really refreshing, I think, to to hear. Definitely. It wasn't your standard uh, talk about animation where you go through the movie and uh, just, uh, yeah. It, it wasn't something you've heard before. So that was really great. And uh, hopefully we'll get an interview with him later. We didn't get to talk to him because he had to, to leave, actually, pretty yeah, early. Yeah, he was in a hurry. Yeah. Well, that was just a kind of excuse to not talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> And I, uh, yeah, I saw the uh, the talk uh, with uh, Ralph Eggleston, which I actually got to talk to later, a couple of days later. And that was great. Uh, he was good, as always. Yeah, and there was also Philip Hunt from... Yeah, I mean, the, the that's one of the cool things about going to these festivals is that... Um, I'm, I'm guessing in, in regular or normal life, people don't really know who these guys are, but to us... They're like what you said, like rock stars, and it's. it's mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's like what it would be for a normal person to meet Madonna or Michael Jackson. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel when I, I get to actually talk to these people in person, and yeah. and they're they're ordinary people, and that's such a. It's kind of a relief in a sense. It's um, yeah. Ralph was a really great guy. I hung out with him a lot uh, in the evenings and partied with him and had a lot of fun. He's a, yeah, that was super. And and he was really open, and we could ask him about anything. So that was awesome. And Philip Hunt, you mentioned him. Yes. He was great. Yeah. I loved his seminar and the Studio AK. They do so many... I mean, they have so many different kind of visual styles that they put into their commercials. It's really, really an interesting studio to follow. And I, I, I try and check out their website as often as I can because there's always yeah. something new and interesting to check out. Yeah. I really liked the the festival this year. I thought it was really varied. In, uh, there was a lot of um, uh, competition or different... Um, screenings competitions um seminars yeah. it was also nice with uh, having the different companies coming and presenting themselves and uh, the only thing that I, I hope maybe they could get to put in next year is actually to hold master classes or workshops yeah because when they already have you get guys there like um philip hunt ralph eggleston and, and talik saleh 
you know, then they're they're gonna be there. Why not, you know, put up a ask them nicely if they could hold in masterclass or um, sure. But you know, when that, you, you already have such talent there. I'm thinking in a masterclass would be a really expensive thing to do for them because they had they have to do a lot of think... uh, a lot of uh, work uh, before they go there if they if they want to do something like that instead of just having a seminar and have a talk, you know. Yeah, but I, I, you still have to prepare for a seminar, and and uh, I yeah, think the people are willing class, to pay that's, for that's, it. Uh, that's days, isn't it? Usually, well, it could be like half a day or a few hours, or just talk more specific about one thing. I think uh, uh, if if you already follow someone, you know, like like you know, we're pretty much into what Pixar are doing, and we we've, we've seen all the behind the scenes uh, DVDs, and uh, we go online, and there's so much stuff there to check out. It's that's actually uh, sometimes it's actually. Um, not all the stuff that you 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 experience during the seminars. I mean, and that goes for several of them. It's it's stuff that you've seen before, and it's the the highlights kind of tend to be um, the the Q and A's at the end. We actually get to ask more specific um, questions. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it would be nice, obviously. <laughs> but but uh, uh, yeah, did you see any shorts? You know, this is kind of embarrassing to say, but uh, no, I went to the <laughs> the company talks on Thursday. I went to the seminars on Friday. And you were hungover on Saturday. Yes. And <laughs> I watched one movie on Saturday, and that was Monsters, Inc. Yeah. So I actually uh, <laughs> saw the international program, but I'd seen most of the movies, uh, probably yeah, like I'd 90% seen... at the uh, you know, festivals before. So Yeah, it's, I've, I've gotten to see the Cartoon cartoon Dior program in at the oh. uh, Cartoon Forum in Stavangal. Uh, I still think oh. some of those movies are uh, like Madagascar. I think is like uh, visually, it's stunning. There's Madagascar. That one, yeah, it's it's a it's <laughs> yeah, it's not the movie you think. It's um no, it's it's based I upon his uh, holiday experiences in Madagascar, and, and it's presented in different mediums. Hmm. Not presented in different mediums, but it's uh, the animation is done in different mediums, and it's uh, it's to me that was one of the highlights of uh, Keltoon Fool, and I think it's to me that is the, the highlight in the in the program. How was Monster Sync? It was great to watch again. I was just uh, it was in Norwegian, so that kind of put me off a bit. Hmm. So, it was probably better but, uh, than uh, the movie I saw. <laughs> I saw movie that you saw. Yeah, I saw Nine, which was a major disappointment. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. It, it looked pretty. It wasn't stunning in any way, but it was. Uh, it was something original when I like the first ten minutes. But and the then, trailer looks so cool. Yeah, and it's not. It's just not at all. <laughs> and I think Damn. I had everyone with me when I, at least at the screening, we we, everyone was just looking at each other and like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I heard <laughs> a lot of people are really disappointed afterwards. Yeah. I can't believe Tim Burton would would you know he put his name on something like that. Yeah. Fair enough. How 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 would you rate the festival if you by from one to ten? <laughs> do we do that now? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> for me. I got to interview Ralph. Uh, I had a couple of headaches, uh, a lot of drinking, saw a couple of movies. Yeah, yeah. quit stalling. Come on, give us a, give us a number. <laughs> I'll give it a six. A six? And that's six pretty out good. Of 10? That's, uh, that's out of above average. It's uh, it's it's above average. Five is average. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna top that with a seven and a half. Wow, a strong seven. But uh, okay, yeah, 
uh, we should we should move on before this starts to take hours. Yeah, um, we absolutely should. So we already mentioned this. Uh, we got an interview with Ralph Eggleston, and uh, it's really sweet of him to take his time out of his busy schedule to answer some of our questions. And uh, yeah, let's uh, just jump into the interview. And here's the first 25 minutes of our interview with Sir Ralph Eggleston. <laughs> here we go. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm sitting here with uh, Ralph Eggleston from uh, Pixar Animation Studios. I'm sure you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> We make cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think there has been that many interviews with you on the podcast, so uh-huh. people are probably interested in, in uh, how you started out and stuff like that. Um, well, I've always been interested in animation. Uh, I've always more interested in animation than drawing. Because you're actually an animator. People yeah, don't know I this, but started out as an animator, and uh, uh, so it's just uh, loved the Warner Brothers cartoons and. Uh, um, we never really had many Disney shorts when I grew up. We didn't see too many of those short films. No. Um, but the features would come in. And I saw Cinderella when I was 10 years old. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. You know? <laughs> and then uh, I saw later I saw Time Bandits a lot. Um, you talked about that yeah, yesterday. Like eight, it seems like eight, this eight is something that meant days. a lot to, do, to you. Yeah, right. it did. It did. It, uh, uh, yeah. it, I didn't know who Terry Gilliam was. I did know that I loved the film, and I also had an, uh, an inkling that uh, an animator had something to do with this because it it it, it had a one foot well grounded in reality, yeah. and, and, and reality is not just a look, but a state of mind, and a state of mind of characters or character relationships, and the other foot firmly grounded in fantasy, you know, and uh, that's what animation is, you know, uh, I, you can't have the fantasy without the reality. It, you know, or, or at least some sort of mental connection from, as an audience member to a character. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I that just impressed me to no end. You know, yeah, uh, he's fabulous. Uh, yeah, he's fabulous. Did you actually <laughs> met him at once? I did on my twenty-first birthday. Um, I was uh, working at California Institute of the Arts, where I went to school in the film cage, where students could. Uh, check out films to watch. Yeah, and you went to animation school. I was studying studying in film school at CalArts. Yeah. And um, uh, some guy shows up with a hat and glasses on and a whole bunch of films saying, Hi, my name's Terry Gilliam. Can I show my film Brazil? (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, was a hot topic? It it was a a very hot topic because the studio that produced the film, Universal, uh, the head of the studio... um, Sidney Scheinberg was not particularly enamored of the film. He was concerned, first of all, he was concerned that it would steal attention away from their big film that year, which was Out of Africa with Meryl Streep and Robert Redford. Great film, by the way. Sidney Pollard. What year is this? What year is it? I don't even remember. 86, 85, 86, you know? Uh, 85, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. This is it before time Wait, what, right? It was my 21st birthday, so it must yeah. have been 1986. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the date of my birthday, so <laughs> I hope I can remember that. The, uh, the, um, so anyway, they made the film, and uh, Sid Steinberg, the head of Universal, didn't want it to steal attention away from out of Africa. Um, Terry Gilliam had, sh- and there's a small version of the story, but he had shot the film that he made was exactly the script that was approved to be made, 
but it was a few minutes over the limit that they uh, that, that Universal was expecting. Oh, really? And so they Universal used that as an excuse to take the film from him and cut it themselves. And of course, wasn't happy about that. Who would be? And was determined to uh, show have have his version of the film seen in hopes of getting it released properly. He even took out a full-page ad in in a a Hollywood trade publication called Variety, Daily Variety, saying, Dear Sid Scheinberg, why won't you release my film Brazil? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Really? Yeah. It had been taken from him, and he had to print his version of the film, and he wanted some critics to see it so that they could kind of get the word out. And he had attempted to take it to a film school earlier called USC, um, University of Southern California Film School, and a student found out about it and put flyers up around, and it attracted a lot of students, understandably, (laughs) Um, and the Universal Studios found out about it, the screening, and called the the dean of the film school and threatened to cut all the funding they gave to the school if they showed the film. And so the dean canceled the screening. And apparently there was a riot on the Dean's house. Uh, but T- Terry Gilliam just got in his van with his critics and drove to CalArts and showed up. Why, and said, why CalArts? Um, it was another film school, I guess. I'm not <laughs> sure. It was also, um, I think it was important. Um, although we are also funded by uh, some, some companies. Uh, it was a private film school. It was a very liberal film school, yeah. uh, school in general. And uh, he certainly... We didn't have a problem with it. We were certainly welcoming. Um, and so there was a little bijou, uh, maybe seats, maybe 150 people, 200. There was so many people, and it was no air conditioning. And he screened the film Brazil for us. Uh, he actually said that he couldn't show us the film, but he had an elaborate slide projector that just happened to be able to project 35 millimeter slides at 24 frames a second. So he showed us this two-hour, 14-minute <laughs> slideshow uh, that blew, knocked our socks off. And super mono sound and, you know, uh, and on, yeah. a, on a giant screen of 30 feet. <laughs> you know, not even 30 feet, but 20. Um, and he was so gracious and wonderful and told great war stories. And, and you really saw his passion and you certainly felt his pain. Um, and yeah. it's a you classic. You see it now, right? The... the um, his, his version. His version. I think there are several it. versions available, yeah. Yeah. but uh, um, I'd love to find out which one he considers the version. Yeah. Um, but it's a great film. Uh, it's a great, uh, a classic. It, to me, it's as great as Citizen Kane. Really? You know, I really do mean that. <laughs> uh, it works on so many levels and so many levels simultaneously, and it's both dark, frightening, and very funny. Uh, all without losing a sense of character, uh, a sense of humor, uh, character relationships that everyone can understand. Yeah. It's just an awesome film. It's awesome, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and I I was just in, I cried. I you know I cried when I saw it. I, I was just like wow. Look what you can do with animation. It's a live action film. Yeah. But if you could do this with live action, damn it, you can do this with li- you could do this with animation. Why isn't someone doing something as cool as this with animation? Yeah. I think that Brad Bird once said, and John Lasseter too, 
that when they were going to Cal Arts and sorry, that's not my that's not my yeah. That's your uh, no, uh, the, Oh, is that uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go hit him. Hang on. No, okay. <laughs> not the kid, the father. <laughs> yeah. The uh, uh, I think both John Lasseter and Brad and probably John Musker they all went to Cal Arts in yeah. the mid seventies. I think when Star Wars came out, that's what they said about animation. They said, why Look at what George Lucas is doing. Look what Steven Spielberg and yeah. Francis Coppola are doing. Why can't we... It's not that they wanted to make the same kind of films as those guys, but they wanted to be able to... They wanted to be able to have that kind of passion yeah. to make those kinds of films. Yeah. And frankly, the Disney studio of the 70s was about as dispassionate as you could possibly imagine. There were artists and animators that were passionate about their craft, but there was no one interested and passionate about making great films. Exactly. It's very uh, And then you got people like Steve Tim Burton who... All of those guys. Yeah. Joe Rant, you know. Yeah. Uh, Henry Selleck. All, all of those guys were there. It's an amazing... Uh, uh, Daryl Van Sitters. Um, the, Mike Gabriel. He's one of the best... God, oh my God, he's so talented. I don't actually know him, man. Uh, well, he directed Pocahontas and uh, oh, okay. Rescuers Down Under. He's uh, 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 Lorenzo, the short with the cat. Um, fantastic artist. I mean, the guy's amazing. Uh, from the outside, it seems like this is these are dry years for animation. Very dry years. But on the inside, on the, like stu the students at CalArts, that was a really special time. I, I think uh, I was, just for the record, I was joking about my Gabriel when I said he was mean. He's actually the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. <laughs> um, um, the... Uh, it was very dry, yes. Yeah. Uh, in the industry, it was dry. Uh, at CalArts, people were making films and very passionate about what they thought and what they wanted to do. But then you had Richard Williams on the other side of the... Oh, not the ocean, I guess. Mm -hmm. He was in, did a well, lot of work in... He might have been in Canada. Yeah. He had a studio in Los Angeles. You know. Yeah, yeah. And he worked on uh, Roger Rabbit, right? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, I'd rather talk about Ziggy's gift. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Yeah, no, I don't. You know the little cartoon character short? Ziggy? No, I don't. If you saw him, I bet you recognize him. Uh, oh, yeah. It, 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 it looks like a character that you would think would be a very limited animation. Yeah. It's full animation, okay. a lot of it on ones. Wonderful animators like Sue Croyer and... Uh, See, Eric, Eric Goldberg worked on it. What? I'm probably too young to have seen this thing. It's on YouTube. It's actually quite good. Everything's on YouTube. Not everything. Most stuff. Well, thank goodness my short films are not on YouTube. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did some short films, right? I did at Keller. And this is way before... Uh, before the birds. Before the birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's student films, you know. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of CalArts student films on YouTube. We've all so. done them. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and some of us... Are willing to talk about it. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> um, but let, let's rewind just a little bit. Can okay. Go back to like where are you born and you know stuff like that. I was that. born in uh, Louisiana. Uh, okay. Uh, in the south and in, south. and uh, uh, very small town and I. Uh, so you're a foreigner in uh, in California, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but and we we got films that came through town, but uh, I, I I became very good friends with the librarian. Oh. Uh, because uh, I I read all the books they had on animation mm. several times, yeah. um, but I she taught me how to use the periodical so I could get the magazines oh. and I could order them 
from different places, from different libraries. Were there animation magazines? No, no animation no. magazines, but articles in newspapers and, uh, and magazines. And I would keep up with everything that way. Um, the kind of magazines I would were, were available to me were uh, Starlog <laughs> and uh, Comic Scene and occasionally when I could afford it, which was not often, uh, 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 effects You know, very. I think it's published once, uh, four times a year. I think. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, really nice and expensive, but nice. Uh, my friend, I have a good friend. Uh, who works in New Orleans, uh, who is a, a, also a filmmaker and a photographer, he would get it more often than I would. His, his parents went a lot to, to Houston, Texas, or the bigger cities, so that he could go to a good bookstore and buy it, yeah. <laughs> you know? But he would always share them. You is you from a small town, or? Huh? Are you from a small town? Yeah, or? so it's very, very small. Um, the, How about comics? I, I was never into comics. The only comics I read really were while I was waiting for the dentist. You know? <laughs> and very often it was Harvey Comics. Yeah. Harvey Comics like Richie Rich and Little Lotta and, and uh, whatever. You know, in Norway it was Donald Duck. Oh, through yeah. The, through um, the 80s. And, yeah. and from, really from the 50s, yeah. the early 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still popular. Yeah, no, I know. You know But I've, it's not that popular in the States, is it? Uh, no, it's not actually. <laughs> and and the book of. Uh, oddly enough, yeah, the the better, the, even the Mickey Mouse comics, the Italian Mickey Mouse comics, yeah. are better than anything ever published in the United States. Yeah, like the, the pocketbooks they have here. Oh, they're great. You know, uh, great stories. The early ones are really like from uh, the late 70s. Yeah, 78. Yeah. I, I like the ones in the, from the 50s and 60s too. Just great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I was never really a comic book person. I, at, the, at the time, not very many. I mean, aside from the Disney ones, I, I was the superhero stuff. I just wasn't into, and I didn't find the drawings particularly uh, appealing. Um, uh, I but know you, I'm, I'm maybe in a minority, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but you draw a lot, so you must have had that from somewhere. Did you? I didn't were there draw extra, a lot. <laughs> like uh, artistic uh, people in your family. Um, music was mostly it. Uh, we all played instruments and music. Oh, you play? play a little bit of piano, yeah. um, very little. And uh, <laughs> trumpet. That helps you in animation. Absolutely. Right? Trumpet and French horn. You know, that's wow. what I play. So. French horn. <laughs> yeah, I know. B flat and F. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so you drew a lot or you didn't? You said you I didn't? never drew. No. I, I did draw, but I, it was not a passion of mine. Drawing was not a passion. Seeing things move on the screen was a passion. Oh. Figuring out stories. Yeah, so I would do clay, I would do cut-out animation, I would do... I did I draw a short drawing film, uh, which I used to get into CalArts, mm. you know. And uh, uh, nothing great, just uh, <laughs> very simple. Yeah. And, but, you know, also I did is um, the Preston Blair book, yeah. um, anime, how to animate. I am between... Uh, I would trace and in between as much oh, of really? it as I could, yeah. Because that's a really, that's a big book, so you yeah. can photocopy that and, yeah. or, yeah, if you I have uh, access to... Uh, yeah, my dad, my dad worked at a company, he could do that, so. Okay. So that was good, yeah, and then he would bring me uh, just eight by ten paper. I didn't yeah. have, I didn't have any pegs. No. So I just lined it up on one side. Okay, that worked. Did the best I could do, yeah. Yeah, and you filmed it with your Super Yeah, I had a Super 8 camera, my parents, I don't know why they did this, but I'm so grateful they did, they bought me a Super 8 camera, and... 
that single frame capability yeah. and was able to do that, yeah. Huh. I think that, that um, I did some clay animation. I think the, the most fun part for me was that once I, re once I realized that if I made a film, I could show it and take it around to different classes and I could get out of school <laughs> to go show my films. <laughs> but uh, but I, all of that was fun, but honestly, the most fun was making them. Yeah. But I mean, when you, when you ask people about uh, their uh, childhood and, and uh, the answer they did uh, animation and stuff like you did with the Super 8 camera, uh, was that like uh, something you did a couple of times or is this something you did all the time? I lived people in tend to exaggerate, exaggerate and like just remember. Um, <laughs> I, 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 well, I can say, I can honestly say I lived and breathed animation. Really? Um, even if I didn't constantly make short films. I did constantly make short films though. Um, not all of them animated, some were live action. They're terrible, terrible. Just <laughs> playing around with the camera, you know? Um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I love Super 8, don't get me wrong, but I, I it was expensive. Yeah. And, um, uh, this is color and all, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's one of them sound. Um, mm. But uh, video would have been so great, or a computer would have been so great, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, it just wasn't available. What kind of school did you go to? College or? Uh, I went straight from high school to CalArts. Oh really? I was 18 years old. Oh. So, so that was like a that's that's a bachelor. Kind it's of a thing? bachelor. Yeah, CalArts. Um, uh, many of the schools uh, have bachelor and master programs. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think there are any doctorates. Uh, but uh, I, I do know that uh, the only program that had only a bachelor's program was the character animation program mm. within the film school. Okay. So, okay, so you start there when you're 18? 18, 19, yeah. And I, then you I, finished I, I turned 19 my first year. Okay, so you finished that bachelor degree? or? Uh, no, I actually left after three years. Okay. Well, it was very expensive. And uh, yeah. um, I, 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 at the time, I had gotten a job. I was, I mm. was very hungry. Yeah. And I had gotten a job that was paying me more than I could afford to go to school. So I decided to stay with the job, even okay. though it was short term. So you got a job based on what you did at school? Or? Um, I don't know how I got it, but my first job was, well, my, my first real job was with Brad Bird on Family Dog. And uh, like I think he took start. pity on me. What? That sounds like a decent start. <laughs> it's a great start. I, I knew a couple of the guys, Greg Banzo and Tony Pacilli, who had been hired. Yeah. And uh, I, I honestly don't know why he hired me. <laughs> I really don't. But I, I did know that I was very hungry, literally. And that I, I, my only other option at that point was to go back home. Yeah. And I did not want to do that. I wanted to stay in California and work, you know, and uh, I'm so grateful to him and all of those guys. Uh, uh, I learned a lot in a very short span of time, and uh, uh, they really kicked my rear, <laughs> you know, very let's, seriously. So. Let's go back just a little bit yeah, just to, to the teachers, you know, yeah, after the school. Yeah, yeah. Which teachers did you have? And um, like our that? teachers were... Um, we had a, a, a basic drawing teacher, Louis Goodall, and, um, and these were all uh, these were all Disney people. No, right? not all of them. I, 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 not all of them were. 
I think all of them had worked for Disney at some point or another, but uh, quite a few of them had ex lots of other experience outside of that. Yeah. Uh, for example, Ray Aragon, our live drawing teacher, he was a layout artist at Disney for a number of years, but he's just, he worked in live action, different films, you know, for Disney and MGM and Warner yeah. Brothers and um, Fox. And, uh, and we had uh, Mike Giamo, who was a Disney animation teacher, uh, design teacher. Um, we had, um, but the oh, we had Bob McRae, who was an assistant animator to Frank Thomas for many years at Disney, and Hal Ambro, who was uh, a really great animator from uh, the, probably the late '40s, the, the late '40s through the uh, late '60s. Yeah. Um, the single biggest influence. Uh, uh, from a teacher at CalArts was a gentleman named Bob Winkwist. Yeah. Who, who uh, uh, Swedish guy, right? Uh, I don't know if he was Swedish, but he could. I, I think I said, oh, he could have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would, I would, if not knowing his name and meeting him, I would say he's distinctly American. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, Bob was the single greatest influence on me and many others at CalArts. I learned more about filmmaking probably from him. Than I than anything than anything, except making a film. Um, I don't know. I don't remember who our story. I don't think we had a story teacher uh, at CalArts at that time. They have them now, but uh, I wish they had. You know. huh. uh, we learned a lot from each other, students. Okay, but this was focused on animation, or did you did you do a lot of drawing there, or yeah, a lot of drawing? Yeah, just more drawing than animation. Yeah, because um, you were kind of starting to draw when you started at CalArts, or? I drew, but, but I didn't know how to draw, okay, and, yeah. and uh, I actually, Ray Aragon once, when we were taking life drawing my first year, he, he, was, he actually came up to me and saw one of my life drawings and said, God, that's awful, thank you. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, a lot of the students here have taken beginning courses in life drawing, and you know, your stuff is awful, but I don't have to reteach you. Exactly. I can start fresh with you. <laughs> I, I didn't know what he meant, but okay, I'll take a compliment from anything. Was there a lot of ego at the school? Um, uh, frankly, no. Um, Not even from uh, Brad Bird? And <laughs> I, was, I didn't go to school with Brad. Oh, no, he was before. a couple of years yeah. before? Or no, I, I, you know, Two years I, 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 I wouldn't say that there was. I think that pretty much... My experience at Pixar, even today, is very much like my experience at CalArts then. We all tried to help each other. Yeah. You had the usual little rivalries, but I, I don't think of it like that. I don't think of it like that. I think that everybody was excited to see what somebody would do, and we were always very excited to see someone succeed. Yeah. You know, so that was fun. Cool. But you, you had some uh, guest uh, lectures from uh, like we, the old... Yeah. We would have right. some uh, some of the guest lectures uh, sometimes. Yes, uh, we even had John Lasseter come and talk. Really? <laughs> yeah, and, ta and, and uh, uh, Alvy Ray Smith. Huh. That was great. Um, Did they show you some three D? Uh, they showed or? us uh, a little film called um, well, Andre and Wally B. Oh yeah. And then uh, a new film called uh, uh, Luxo Junior. Hmm. You know, the, the, they were great. Uh, and to, to also to be honest with you too. Uh, I think that we all like the films. Uh, how do I put this? <laughs> the the, um, uh, the the no, it's a, it's a really important point. Yeah. Um, we were studying character animation, and when 
Luxo came out, it, it it's actually kind of a weird compliment, I suppose, that we took it for granted that it was just telling us. It was a short film. It wasn't a computer animated film. It was a short film. And I, 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 the revolution of Luxo wasn't that it was computer animated. It was that it was a short film that told a story that audiences connected to, and it used a computer. Yeah, because Wall-E-D wasn't like yeah, that Yeah, you know, I, I think that many of us students, we didn't know what the computer couldn't, couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So it really was just a great little short film to us. You yeah. know, and and did you but, think but, it was but, like made in the computer or I don't I didn't care. Yeah, okay. I didn't understand it. I didn't care. I just liked the film. Yeah. But but I've learned since the importance of it because most computer, in, most people in the computer at that time, even people who wanted to do graphics in the computer, were mathematicians yeah. and brilliant people. You know, figuring out this incredible stuff. And some of them had better visual skills, and some not so good visual skills. And, um, but what nobody had was the ability to tell a story. And until John, until John came along, it, 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 I take, I took it for granted. And again, I think in a weird way, it's kind of a. Com- I'm sorry, uh, uh, it's kind of a compliment. It's a back. It's a weird compliment to say. Oh, I, I just took it for granted that it was a great little film. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he would find that flattery. I don't know. But really, in the years since, especially after joining Pixar and seeing how incredibly difficult it is to do, uh, now I get it. I say, Oh, I get it. It was done on a computer. But at that time, it was. It was, it was really just a very hard. short film. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was even more difficult. You oh, know, yeah. a lot more difficult. Uh, but but the but the idea that it, to me it's kind of like when people. You know, uh, you hear people say, "Oh, there's been so many animated features with dogs and talking animals." Uh, you know, there there have been, but uh, if you look at a film like *Lady and the Tramp*, which is so taken for granted, again, you say, "Oh, it's just a talking dog film." <laughs> no, it's not just a talking dog film. It is a film. First of all, it's the best film that Claudette Colbert and uh, um, uh, uh, Clark Gable never made, um, <laughs> because that's what it is. Uh, no, what people they take for granted that it's just a dog film but what they're forgetting is no it's really a love story between two dogs and the film is told from the dog's point of view it's there's nothing about anything in that film that isn't from those dogs and those very specific personalities point of view Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what John also brought to come back to animation and computer animation yeah and that that brings us on character character animation yeah (laughs) And that, that, that brings us on to your first job with Brad Bird, because you worked on Family Dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was all about uh, a dog's personality. And dog's the point, dog's uh, uh, point of view. Actually, it was from a dog's point of view. Yes, yeah. it was. Very specific family, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've seen that uh, short. You know, it's a half an hour. Or how long it's a, is it? It's a, about a half an hour, 22 minutes. It's it was, brilliant. It's, it's, it's really great. It's really great. It, it, I, I like, personally... Uh, I, I know I, I worked on it, but uh, the, a lot of people give um, uh, good credit, you know, I, I, to to a film like Roger Rabbit, which is not uh, it's not one of my favorite films. Um, uh, and you know, I, I understand because it was somewhat popular. Um, 
that people like to point at it and say that it was the film that saved animation. I don't agree with that. Um, I look at a film like uh, The Great Mouse Detective. Okay, thank you, Ralph. That was really great of you. Uh, we, you will hear the rest of the interview next week. Um, but now here's this week's classic movie review. We saw Ralph Bakshi's uh, movie Coonskin from 1975. Uh, that's an R-rated movie written and directed by Ralph. And uh, he did a bunch of movies like Fritz the Cat, Lord of the Rings and Cool World. And here's the trailer. <laughs> And you have to put some cool effects on this one. Barry White and his men are busting out to win. They'll stop the man from calling him Coonskin. If he'd been shot on, passed on, gassed on, pushed on, or red, white, and blue on, you're ready to turn on to Coonskin. Warning, this film offends everybody. Uh, so that's the original tagline from... <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. That's the original tagline from uh, uh, Coonskin, which I thought was really funny. Um, so basically, I'm just going to try and give you a, a short recap of... I can't that. believe uh, first, you, you first, sound exactly like the main character of the movie. Uh, well, thank you. That's a homage. Uh, <laughs> this was a homage to Barry White. Now, I'm really sorry for doing a really bad Bugs Bunny <laughs> impersonation and now uh, the horrible movie voice. But I thought it was pretty um, good. I'm cheers. impressed. I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay you afterwards. Um, yes, but anyways, I'll try and give you guys a, a short recap of uh, of the movie Coonskin. And um, so this is uh, this is an animated, uh, of course, partially animated movie, mixed media. Um, yes, uh, multimedia actually. Early on, nineteen seventy four, seventy five, multimedia. Um, it's about uh, three characters, uh, three main characters: uh, Brother Rabbit, Brother Bear, and yes, that's not the Tina Turner Disney one, Aww. and Preacher Fox. So it's it's kind of like a Scarface uh, gangster movie. Uh, set in Harlem, these three guys uh, rise up against uh, rise up in the gangster uh, 
gangster ranks, crime ranks, and uh, they face off against the uh, con man, the racist cop, and the mob. Yeah. So, uh, Alan, thoughts? Uh, I'm not sure how to attack this <laughs> not, thing. Not that many. <laughs> it's a really strange movie. Uh, like nothing I've seen before. It's like a Harlem uh, Goodfellas meets Roger Rabbit or something like that. Um, and I found the story quite confusing. I had a hard time understanding some of the high di- dialects. I might have been a bit tired, but, you know, it it, it, it has a lot of uh, gangster slang in it. And um, you have the, the black people with their um, Harlem uh, dialects or what do you call it? Dialects? Yeah. yeah. And also the Italian people from uh, Italian city. I don't know. <laughs> Spaghetti town. <laughs> but uh, the theme of the, the theme of this movie is really racism, and it, and it's quite uh, controversial. And um, there there was a bunch of uh, riots and uh, bombing threats and uh, actual bombs in the cinema when the movie came out wow. uh, in seventy five. And uh, they tried to ban it, and uh, it turned out they they didn't ban it, and they actually embraced it. And there was a lot of controversy well, around this movie. There's a lot of controversy. Movie. Yeah, I was reading up about this one as, as well. It's but it's basically uh, it's caricatures of stereotypes, and and they're 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 caricaturing stereotypes on uh, east, south, north, and west. I mean, all over the place. So it's yeah, it's 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 just as mean to anyone as. Um, uh so i mean it just shows how absurd all the, i mean the the racial conflicts in, in uh, basically are and but is it a black exploitation black exploitation movie or is it uh, an anti racism movie or what is it i think it's kind of both yeah it's somewhere in between and it doesn't help that uh ralph bakshi isn't black himself <laughs> but i mean it's, uh, I, uh yeah i really loved just uh the voice casting I thought was great. Barry White, come on, it's uh, it's really cool. And uh, yeah, uh, I I love I love the music in the field, uh, the field, the film, the music. I thought was really great. Uh, yeah, I, great. The, uh, I really liked the song in the beginning. Yeah, when, I when thought the, it was great. Car, yeah, and there's also there's also uh, that must be we must mention that the, in the beginning and the end of the movie there's actually uh, real real life action in the. Um, you know what we mean uh and i th- and i thought there's also a mix of it in, in the movie which i think works really well um yeah it has uh filmed backgrounds or at least yeah, film stills partial in partial places uh, yeah. uh and i i love that it was r-rated and that the dialogue was uh kind of edgy and uh, i love the that the soundscape that it has because it does remind you of the black exploitation movies from the early 70s yeah, uh, but I, I thought the movie in itself it just gets kind of slow and boring after a while. And uh, to be honest, I really don't care for the character design or the animation in the movie. I mean, the story. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean it's it in, just, it's really inventive and it's something new. Uh, but yeah, it, it has some original ideas here, but it's not enough to carry it for an hour and a half to for me. It's uh, I thought it was it got kind of boring after a while. And uh, I mean, it, the the movie's thirty five years old and. Um, so the edge has kind of worn off, even though I was surprised a few times. Um, yeah, but it lacks the polish, and it, you can really see see that it's a it was a cheap movie to make. I I wouldn't know. It, I mean the 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 actual uh, movie footage is which is shot looks really nice. So it's um yeah it's just I don't know, it's or to me the story it? just kind 
Yeah, I, th- I think it does. There's some really sweet, um, not sweet, but really nicely shot sequences. I think sequences it varies a lot. It's, uh, it, it has some really good animation in it, some really cool animation. And the characters are... Um, he, I mean, he has his style, which is uh, very distinct. And yeah. it's very... Uh-huh. Um, it's car- very extremely cartoony. And I wasn't sure that it mixed all that well with the with the backgrounds and all that so uh, yeah but i didn't think that was know. a problem actually i thought that worked that um i mean if you're on a limited budget i mean it's a, it's a good way to go about it i think and uh, it didn't really bother i mean it actually helps to add more more life to the um, to the thing uh sequence or shots i thought I, uh, the fully animated ones i thought sometimes got a bit stale and and quite uh quite boring to look at after a while so i thought yeah. keeping the real life backgrounds it just adds that dimension of life that you you lose with the limited animation and uh, yeah i know it's just that this movie didn't really get to me and uh i i thought it was it's i'll give it credit for being different and um the soundscape and the the music is great but voice casting as a whole voice casting is awesome yeah. uh but then it could have been a radio play i mean it's uh yeah did you know yeah, this... did you notice uh philip michael thomas from miami vice no. no i didn't he's the main guy oh i'm really bad with names it never <laughs> occurred to me that he, he's a guy from miami vice he's the other guy in uh, miami oh, vice the, the guy that guy. no one knows his name of. yeah <laughs> okay yeah. so this wasn't a big hit for for either one uh oh, i, I yeah. want to like it but i i just don't <laughs> You know, and this is supposed to be one of his greatest movies. So, uh, did you ever I, see the Lord of the Rings that he did? Yeah, I actually did. I haven't seen that one. I heard it's pretty. It's, it's about the same. It's not bad. It's not. It's not good. It's not it's bad. It's not good. Okay. And again, it uh, they do a bunch of uh, mixed media and that too. Yeah. It's a strange mix. You got to see it. It looks like I think they run out of budget and they had to do some something. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah, and you you gotta listen to that uh, video on YouTube. That's really great stuff. I saw it again last night, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's such a great speech." Where do you want to put this? Uh, I'll put it right up above. Oh, sorry, below three caballeros. Three and caballeros. Oh yes. yeah, okay. And uh, above three caballeros. No, below three caballeros and above American Tail. So it's the. F- I'm with you. Bottom bottom five. I'm actually with you're, you. You're copying? Yeah. We have. Do we have the same list at the bottom? What? You have Shrek in the fourth. See, yeah, <laughs> this, that's just a disaster. You, you... And I have South Park yeah, way down there. You're that, that doesn't really me? matter. Yeah, but the, it's, got... it's an accident. We should have reviewed, reviewed it now. It would have been uh, much higher up. I don't know. Shrek? No, South Park. Shrek is, should be actually where South Park is now. But <laughs> yeah, you're putting it below three caballeros, which is just man, you're yeah. getting a strange list. Uh, the, it, this is the same uh, as you, right? The Excuse under me? the three caballeros and over the American Tale. Yeah, we, yeah. that's okay. That's a weird coincidence. That's weird. That's strange. Excuse me. Okay, let's next <laughs> week. What's up for next week? What's up for next week? Uh, 
We gotta figure that out. We we're, we no. are going to see uh, the fantastic Mr. <laughs> Fox. That's because that's premiering in Norway uh, this Monday. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to see that. If we don't, we'll review something else. Yeah. So I guess the only thing left is to round up this week's <laughs> ACP podcast. Prob- probably is. We'll be back next week with more news and animation-related stuff. Please follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash acpnews. And please leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is, as always, Animation Conversation. One word. Thank you for that. <laughs> Remember to visit our swag shop. Uh, that is where you'll find your ACP shirts, mugs, and 70s pimp outfits. Awesome. You... I want a pimp outfit. I, I want one too. Or several. <laughs> if you feel we're doing a good job and you want to support us, uh, you can do that by pushing the donate button on our site. We are still looking for wannabe animation journalists around the, the globe. So if you want to help us out and do some interviews, you know how to get in touch with us. Yes, and you can do that by emailing us at feedback at animationconversation.com. And that is also where you send us your tips, feedback, or whatever pops into your mind. And please read the show notes where you put all the links related to this show. And our web address is www.animationconversation.com. That's it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly News. Until next time, have fun and animate and get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs>